Welcome back to the Let's Argue podcast, brought to you by HHWR Builders, centered around college football and much, much more. Here are your hosts, Jason Cody Morris, Zeke Shivers, and Jackson Beckham. Gentlemen, it's time to argue. to another episode of the midweek bonus the last college football rankings that have come out before selection sunday boys a lot of shaking up i guess you could say has been done there's a lot of rankings that i disagree with yeah a quite disappointing college football playoff ranking a lot of questions to be asked about this new college football rankings that just come out and speaking of the ones that i disagree with there's a surprise sitting at number 19 and we've got a former guest back because that team is back in the top 25 after a big win, that guest being the Gamecock himself, Bo Carpenter. How about them cocks, man? How about them? Beaver <sighs> Ball's in full effect. We uh, had a big win for them uh, last week against Clemson. Now they're 19th in the polls. But how do you feel when you first saw them take down the Clemson Tigers? I quite literally screamed. <laughs> man, obviously the Gamecocks didn't do enough because uh, – the team they beat still sitting in the top ten, but, you know, we'll get into that in just a second. You know, we try to shorten up these midweek episodes, so I say we jump right into it. And um, as they do on TV, just start at the bottom and work our way up. And um, looking through 20 to 25, there's two new teams in there. Um, and then you've got a new one sitting right outside the top 25. But really from uh, 20 to 25, there's really no surprises besides Notre Dame falling really as far as they fell. Yeah, it was interesting uh, to see how far so many teams fell. Um, North Carolina, for one, I mean, yes, they deserve it, but it was it's just crazy to see the fallout of some of these teams over the past few weeks. We've seen it with uh, Ole Miss, and now we're seeing it with North Carolina, who is arguably, you know, that 11 or 12 team, and now they're sitting there barely holding on to the top 25. And then, you know, you got – I think Mississippi State and NC State are both pretty deserving at the 24 and 25. I don't know who I'd really put ahead of them this week, but – um. Like I said, new teams, and um, I think I think this like UCF being uh, there at twenty two is gonna make that two lane game a good matchup. Yeah, you know, definitely a lot of teams that we saw fall out. Some teams, I think we just said the South Carolina jumping from being not ranked to nineteen is a big shock, considering he's around them. You know, you got Notre Dame, Texas, two lanes right above them. You know, when we talk about these rankings, sometimes we can look at them as a power ranking, saying this team is better than this team as we go down, but. So I think Tulane's a good bit better than South Carolina, but they're one ranking apart. A lot of shaking up has been done, so I kind of understand, but it is kind of weird to see them right next to each other at 19 and 18. Guys, this week I think I may agree with the AP poll more than I agree with the CFP rankings Agreed. because oh, UTSA yes. is a two-loss team and playing in a championship game, and they're sitting at 23, and I think they may deserve that spot more than NC State does, um, but they didn't make the CFP rankings. Maybe um, CFP thought NC State was – more deserving of the top 25 spot but at this point in the season I think UTSA should have been ranked but that's we're down here at the bottom does it really matter this far into the season I feel like the AP poll was less dramatic with their switches in the rankings you look at LSU they didn't fall as far in the AP rankings Clemson fell a little more than one which we thought they should have South Carolina didn't jump as many spots as it did Notre Dame didn't fall as far as it did so I think they were a little more reasonable with uh, the changes and the droppings and picking stuff up in their rankings yeah and I think that they kind of overvalued couple of these teams in this college football playoff ranking because especially you know something came out um a couple of days ago and i read it was like how cfp decides who to rank people ahead of and one of the biggest things that they look at is head-to-head matchups and there's a bunch of ball teams on this list that have played head-to-head and the loser 
is ranked ahead of the winner. So interesting takes here by the CFP. Yeah, and we'll get into some of those rankings as we move up. But um, the reason our special guest is here moving into the top 25, the South Carolina Gamecocks go from unranked to back in the top 25. They're previously ranked 24, If I'm correct me if I'm wrong, Bo, but I think they were 24. They lost and fell out. They're back in. They un- from, went from unranked to the 19th spot. And you may say the rankings don't matter, and I know I just said it this far, but for a South Carolina team that was unranked, they're now 8-4. and four. They're back in the top 25. This is going to be a big for a biggest bowl game that they may get now. Yeah, I agree. I think it also helps with uh, recruiting and Beamer being able to carry it on the next year too. You know, South. I definitely said it earlier, South Carolina being at 19 from unranked. I think they're playing really great right now, and um, I definitely think they deserve a spot in the AP or the college football playoff poll. But I don't know. All the way to 19 from unranked is a little far of a jump. Yeah, but I mean, look at the teams that are ranked behind them. They they also lost some games. Like Notre Dame, they lost a game that you know JC and I thought they were going to win. Now, do I agree with them dropping six spots? Probably not. But you know, you see them as a four loss team, and you know your four loss teams are South Carolina, Texas, Notre Dame. Mississippi State and NC State, and it's really like how far ahead of a three-loss team do you move them? And, you know, at this point, this deep in the season, I think the CFP is starting to really hone down on, like, if you've got three or four losses, like, you you have a tough time getting in top 12, top 10, you know. So I think, you know, I don't know what the CFP really did here with the whole <laughs> 8 to 25 besides just randomly put them there because – there's a couple of these teams I just don't see how they're behind one another. And we'll get into that as we are about to move up in the rankings. Yeah, and one thing, me and Jackson were sitting here watching it um, as they came out. And as 21 to 25 was released, Jackson said there's no way that all of these teams are above Texas. And then the next rankings were dropped and 20 came up and it was Texas. And then 19 and it was like South Carolina is at 19. Like, what a surprise. And I know both. You probably didn't even expect South Carolina to be sitting at 19 right now. No, I honestly thought they might sneak up to 24, 23, just because they snuck in once this year, and then they lost. And they, yeah, they beat the what number seven, eight team. Yeah, they beat um, they beat Tennessee, who is now seven, and they beat um, they beat Clemson, yeah, who yeah. was number eight last week. So two big knockoffs and put both of those teams outside the playoffs. Dabo Sweeney handed that game to South Carolina. Can we can we go ahead and times. move up so we can get yeah you know, we're, yeah we're gonna move on up um but I, there's all your hot takes are higher up yeah and I I don't want to stay into um I don't want to get to 13 yet because I want to talk about 13 so let's talk about 14 to 18 two lanes at 18 Oregon falls all the way to 16 and my hot take or the team that I disagree with the most is LSU find, fail, fail nine spots after losing to an unranked Texas A&M team on the road, they fall nine spots all the way to 14. And as we once we get up to where how much Clemson falls behind Florida State, that is just absolutely not justifiable whatsoever to me. And I know, you know, I know that Florida State beat LSU by one point at home, okay? But that was when LSU was unranked, and Florida State has lost to every single ranked team they've played, whereas LSU – plays a way better schedule, has beaten ranked teams, Ole Miss and Alabama, both who are in the top 10. And then so Florida State beating a Florida team that just got beat by Vanderbilt, 
that justifies putting Florida State ahead of LSU, who is number five in the previous week's college football rankings, I don't get it. And I know I know head-to-head matchups are a big thing that the CFP looks at, but how can you look at the schedules of LSU and Florida State and tell me that Florida State should be ranked ahead of an LSU team who was ranked at number five the week before? You know, as these rankings came out, I told Jackson, I said, Florida State's getting back into the top. They're going to fin- they're gonna finish really close, if not inside the top ten, and I'm pulling for them to get there. They started off on the right foot. They beat LSU earlier in the year. That's that head-to-head matchup that you talked about they value most. But once we move up, we're going to see a team that lost to a team that is ranked ahead of the team they lost to. So I don't know what the ranking was here. I guess that LSU just lost to an unranked team and decided to move them down nine spots, and they put them below Florida State because Florida State beat them. But if you move up, the head-to-head matchup didn't equivalent as much as it did in this type of ranking. So it was huge to see LSU fall nine spots because now it's a one versus 14 SEC championship game. Yeah, it's a, it's kind of a drastic blow to LSU. I mean, I feel like, I feel like now they're going to come out in the SEC championship game, you know, with a chip on their shoulder. And I don't, I still don't think they'll do anything to Georgia, but as an LSU player, you have to be upset moving nine spots back. And this is when I want to look back to the AP poll. LSU only fell to number 11 in the AP poll, 13 in the coaches poll, but they're all the way down to 14 in the CFP rankings. Um, This is one of those times, again, that I feel like I talk about it every midweek episode. I would like to be behind those closed doors to realize and know why did LSU fall nine spots and Clemson only fell one. Yeah, bad. So now can we get into Clemson? Oh, okay, good, because that's really who I have a problem with here. Yep, let's go to nine through 13. We talked about Florida State at 13. Washington sits there at 12. Utah, almost back at that 10 spot. They've been around all year. They're at 11. K-State finally finds their way back into the – or finds their way into the top 10. They sit at 10. Clemson loses to an unranked South Carolina team, fail one spot. They're sitting at number nine. So not only did they lose to South Carolina, you know, unranked, when they lost to Notre Dame, Notre Dame was unranked. So South Carolina has lost to two unranked ball clubs. Clemson's lost to two unranked ball clubs. Oh, sorry. I'm – Sorry, I'm so heated right now that I can't even think straight. Sorry, Clemson has lost to two unranked ball clubs, and they are still in the top ten. And to me, this blows my mind, considering you have Kansas State and Washington sitting right behind them who are way better teams this year than Clemson. I just – I do not get how LSU drops so far after losing to an unranked team, but Clemson does the exact same thing and still finds their way into – you know, the top 10. And Clemson has lost two of their last four ball games. So how does a team that is 500 in their last four games, how is that a top 10 team where they have not beaten a ranked team in those four weeks? Yeah, one spot is crazy, though. I mean, I think it could be a little more justifiable if they lost on the road. But this was at home. This was their first home loss in 40 games, and they only moved down one spot. It... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it was wild decision by the committee. I don't, I, I don't get it. I don't get it either. And what's even more crazy is that you had a chance to move them back up after they beat North Carolina in the ACC championship. But why does Clemson only fall one spot? Does the Notre Dame win – 
mean that much, even though Notre Dame got beat this week against USC and they got beat against South Carolina at home. I mean, LSU went on the road. You can say what you want to say about A&M being as bad as they, as bad as they are, but LSU was at least on the road. The 12th man was alive. They were, they were rowdy. It was not empty like Bo talked about last time he was on the podcast about how empty it was. The A&M and Giga Maggies were there. The 12th man was there. It was loud. Clemson's at home and loses to an unranked South Carolina team. Yeah, and I know, <clears throat> and kind of steering away from Clemson a little bit, I know a bunch of people don't talk about the Washington Huskies, but the disrespect they have to be feeling right now for being excluded out of this top ten. Washington is playing dang good football, okay? They are beating ranked teams. They beat Oregon, okay? They beat Oregon. They beat another ranked team. They won six games in a row, and a lot of them haven't even been close. And Washington just cannot – in, in the college football playoff hole, they just cannot get ahead of 12. And it's extremely disrespectful, I feel like, because Washington is a better football team than Utah, in my opinion, especially as of late. And I don't think that we should be ranking them this week as of how they are on the entire season because, I mean, I just – I feel like it's college football playoff time, you know, rank teams the way they've been playing as of late. Because if you're ranking teams on how they played the whole season – then you can make a case that a bunch of these teams in the top 10 don't really need to be there. Well, I could go off that, and I think that Clemson maybe should switch spots with Washington. Agreed. And let's put Clemson, say, at 12. Or even you could move Utah down to 12. They have three losses. So maybe you could move Utah down to 12, put Clemson at 11, and then Washington Washington State or Kansas State at 9, Washington at 10, or flip-flop those. I mean, you could do that. Clemson doesn't have to be in the top 10 for everybody to agree with your CFP rankings. Yeah, exactly. And especially Utah. Utah, they have that one, they have that one good win over USC by one point. But I'm sitting here looking at Washington and they've got three ranked wins. And yes, they got two bad losses, but they were by seven and eight points. And like I said, Washington has won six straight ball games in and in between they beat an, an Oregon State team who's on a tear, who also just beat Oregon, who and I believe Oregon State's what, number fifteen? And then they beat Oregon, and Oregon at the time was ranked number six, and Oregon is still a top 25 team. How many of these teams, one through 15, have beaten two ball clubs that are currently in the top 25 in the past four weeks? Maybe one or two. Maybe. Well, Georgia did. Um, They beat Tennessee. Michigan beat Ohio State. USC beat UCLA. What What about two of them, though? And you see all those teams, they're in the top five. And in Clemson's gotten beat by two teams that are almost uh, outside of the top 15. LSU's one spot away from being right there on the verge, being outside the top 15. So I don't agree with it. Obviously, we don't either. Bo, this is your arch rival now called the Clemson Tigers. You obviously don't agree with it, and your team wasn't even in the top 25, and you don't agree with it. That says a lot. Jackson, you haven't said too much about it. Do you agree with it, or are, are you kind of just like – so be it. I definitely think Clemson should have fallen for one spot. I mean, you do lose, and um, a lot of teams play good, a lot of teams play bad. So it's kind of they're in that weird spot of it's hard to move them down so far. It's hard to not move them down enough, you know, whatever. But they haven't played great football all year long. You know, they we've we've mentioned that before on this podcast. You know, even for a while in their first game of the year, they struggled. So even since then, they've been struggling. Take Wake Forest takes them to overtime, who's not ranked anymore. Um, they they keep it close to Florida State, who's been pretty good. They lose to Notre Dame by three scores, and then you lose to South Carolina. 
So, so they've been playing lackluster football, and it's hard to have them as the number nine team in the country. So I definitely think that like teams like Kansas State, Washington have proved themselves to be that top ten team and have that one of those two spots rather than Clemson. Yeah, well, we may not agree with uh, what the committee where the committee put Clemson, but at least their playoff dreams are, dreams are crushed. I agree. Thank goodness the Clemson Tigers are out for good because if they had one loss and won the ACC championship, Georgia just would have had to put their foot on their throat and just say, hey, you're not a playoff team. One by 75. So I just just want to bring up a point that we've talked about on former podcasts. Sunday, you know, all three of you guys, y'all said that – or maybe not all three, but a few of you said that the CFP does not look at what teams were ranked when they got beat. And they proved that that is completely false with this Clemson ranking. Because how else does Clemson justify being in the top 10 unless you look at their schedule and it says, y'all beat Wake when they were 21. Y'all beat NC State when they were 10. Y'all beat Syracuse when they were 14. The CFP proved that they look at the teams they beat and what they're ranked when they played them. Because who is ranked out of Syracuse, Wake Forest, and NC State right now? Just NC State. And they're at number 25. So this, this schedule from Clemson, if I look at it today and I look at what these teams are ranked, it is not a top 10 team. And it's arguably not a top 12 or 13 team. But they somehow find a way to stay in the top 10 because the CFP analyzed who they played and what they were ranked when they played them. Well, Clemson has got to have the weakest strength of schedule in the top, what, 15 or maybe more. I mean, it's – until I guess until it goes to Tulane, they probably have the weakest strength of schedule. You, I mean, Ohio State's got a pretty weak schedule. You could, <laughs> you could argue that. You could argue that, but Clemson plays nowhere near a game that Ohio State just played last Saturday. Oh, absolutely yeah. not. Clemson, this Clemson ball club loses to Michigan and Ohio State by thirty-five or more. Sorry, putting it out there. Zeke, going back to what you just said, I just pulled up the CFP ranking criteria. This is their criteria. Bullet point one is the strength of schedule. Bullet point two is your head-to-head game results. That one is false. They didn't go by that this week. Nope. Your results versus teams in the top 25 rankings now. that They didn't go by that this nope. week, obviously with Clemson. The results versus common opponents didn't go by that either. And the conference championships. That's what they go by to get the top four and, teams. And, they did not go by and that. And that's what I'm saying. And I'm not harping on y'all for saying that, you know, they they don't go by that stuff last week. Or I'm sorry, that they did go by that stuff last week. I'm just saying this ranking this week proved the total opposite of what a lot of people thought they went by. Because I mean, there's just there's no way that that Clemson stays in the top ten if they truly analyze what their bullet points are. Because their bullet points, if they're if they're going by their bullet points, then they're like an absolute fool right now. I got a text from multiple people as soon as the ranking comes out and says Clemson only fell one. Wow. Like, many people text me as soon as it came out that Clemson only fell one spot. And I don't want to seem like I'm harping on Clemson too long because I do want to get into the top 25 or to the top five. So, we we move up a little bit. We've said Penn State should be in the top ten all year. They find their way in at eight. But six and seven is where we've harped a, a lot on these criterias. Tennessee has the head-to-head. I feel like they have the better record. Me too. They, they have the better <laughs> schedule. But Alabama – is still ahead at sitting at six. Tennessee falls behind, and as a Tennessee fan, or as if I was a Tennessee fan, I wouldn't be too happy right now. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not too happy either about it because – and I know Saban, he came out and he argued. He was like, well, we've lost two games by a total of two plays. Well, Saban, you've also won about four games by one score or less. So I really don't want to hear – I mean, this is a Tennessee team. And as, as a George fan, as much as I don't want to give either one of them credit, Tennessee's had a better season than Alabama, okay? That loss to Georgia, yes. Like, it's it's a bad loss, but it's in Athens, okay? Georgia completely had control of the game, but this is the clear front runner for the number one team in the country. This is a Tennessee team who is going out, and they're dropping points on everybody's head, and the only close games they've had this year is really, you know, Alabama and Florida, both which were ranked when they played them. And so if the CFP is looking at it that way, then – you can make a case that Tennessee should be ahead of Alabama. But this is also a Tennessee team who had the bad loss to South Carolina. Well, Alabama's got some bad losses too. I mean, I just – I feel like Tennessee deserves it more. If they're coming out and putting up 44 points on the second-best defense in the SEC as Kentucky and they're only scoring six, and then they come out last week, redeem themselves, and then, believe it or not, Vanderbilt's a hot football team. I don't care what anyone says. They're a hot football team. They're playing with a chip on their shoulder. they bowl eligible, you know and Tennessee comes out with their backup quarterback and shuts them out, like, that's good stuff. It's How best playing good football right there, you know. And especially Alabama's one spot ahead of them, even looking back, when they said head-to-head matchups on their criteria, well, they beat them. Why are they one spot behind? Just exactly. Just proves how they proves how they didn't follow what their criteria they say they use. Well, we pretty much all got the top four correct, so there's really not much to talk about there. Ohio State sits at five. This has got to be the talk. I mean, in the coaches' poll, Penn State's ahead of Tennessee. Bama's still at six. Bama's six all across the board. They're across. They're six in the CFP, six in the AP, six in, in the coaches' poll. Tennessee is seven in the AP poll. So something there puts Tennessee below Alabama. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the bad loss to South Carolina and Alabama's losses are close, maybe that's your argument. But, but Tennessee's wins are huge. Most of them are huge. I think they're just going to find that those losses. And you're, say, yeah, you're coming That's got to be what it is. Because I, mean, I agree, they should have gone off the wins and look who you beat and look what you can do. But I think they're going to go to those losses and say, well, look what you didn't do. I mean, them there. Alabama's schedule is just majorly inconsistent. Like, you go out second game of the year and you win by one point to Texas. I mean, then you come out and you blow out Vanderbilt, obviously. You play good against Arkansas, but then you almost lose to Texas A&M at home. And then the next week you go and lose to Tennessee, and then two weeks later you go and lose to LSU. I just – I don't know. It's a little too inconsistent. I, I I don't think there's a set criteria on how the CFP is ranking these teams. I think it's all emotions and feelings right now because there's no – there's no bullet points that they have that line up with the rankings of these teams, especially in the top ten. Well, when me and Jackson were watching these rankings, we saw six and seven come out. We saw Tennessee come across. And then when the sixth spot came up, it was Alabama. So we knew Ohio State was sitting at five. Well, then there was a little like, what happens at three and four? Does, does USC jump TCU? That, that didn't happen. So we saw USC come across at four and then TCU with three. Well, then one and two, it was like, does Michigan have enough? beating Ohio State on the road to jump Georgia. Then we saw the Michigan M come up at two and Georgia at one. So nothing really surprising there. Yeah. But um, in the top four, that that's that's if USC wins Friday night, they don't play on Friday, we may know our top four teams before we even get to Saturday night. And I think it's unfair as well to uh, put Alabama at six because hypothetically TCU and USC could both lose because the teams they're playing are ranked behind Alabama. 
and Alabama could could get back into the college football playoff. I mean, it's a it's a wild theory. Chances are it's not going to happen, but putting them at six is just it's too much of a risk. There is a chance that happens, but JC, you mentioned we talked about does Michigan have enough to jump Georgia? I always think like they probably wouldn't do that because Michigan plays Purdue and Georgia goes and plays LSU. Say they both win, I think Georgia would have that same steam to jump Michigan again. So I think they probably left it. They there were definitely talks behind those closed doors as hey, Michigan just beat the number two team in the country. Georgia beat Georgia Tech. So do they have enough to give them to make that flip? I just don't think at the when it comes to spots like one and two and even three and four, they don't have enough to make those switches. Yeah, Michigan's schedule is in, is insanely weak, just like Ohio State's. So I would have been infuriated if they would have put Michigan over Georgia because of such a weak schedule. Well, with that said, let's go into our CFP predictions and let's look back and see what we said would happen coming out. Obviously, let's see what we thought would happen. We said Sunday night. Let's see what really happened compared to what we thought would happen. All right, so with that said, let's jump right into it. Zeke, we're going to start with you. you. You got the bottom three wrong, but from then on, you were correct. You said UGA 1, Michigan 2, TCU 3, USC 4, Ohio State 5, Bama 6, Tennessee 7. At 8, you had the Washington Huskies. You gave Washington a lot of credit and put them at 8. You had Penn State at 9, and you had the Clemson Tigers following one, two spots to number 10. Yeah, I, and that was being – Generous. That was being generous because, like I said, this is what we predict the CFP to do. This is absolutely not what we think should happen. But, you know, I was saying, you know, the, the CFP, my thoughts were the CFP is going to move Clemson to 11. But, you know, just in case, I'm going to put them at 10 because they may do something wild. They may do something as wild as Auburn hiring Hugh Freeze. But, <laughs> you know what? They freaking did. In your own AP poll, you had K-State at 10. You said that would happen. and You, you had them in your AP, but you just didn't see it happen in the CFP rankings. Then, obviously, they did it. Yeah, because I, I just you put clips in them. <laughs> Jackson, I'm going to get to you last because yours was the closest one to perfect. I got four wrong. Um, I had UGA and Michigan correct. I thought USC may jump TCU, so I got those two wrong. And then at the bottom, I had LSU only fall into 10 and Washington at 9. So I gave Washington some credit also. But, uh, Jackson, yours was – as close to perfect as any of us. How many did I miss? You missed two. Okay, I can take that. You gave, oh, was it at the bottom? Yes. You oh, gave Washington six. credit at nine and LSU credit at ten. Well, I never – I mean, in my defense, my defense, I never specialize in reading morons' minds. So, uh, go ahead, Jason. Hey, you got it. Matt, are you telling when me? You can read their mind. Like, when, you're, when you're close to that level with somebody, you can just know what they're thinking. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, when you're Jackson and you're on that side, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely – I definitely should have not had LSU in there. I mean, they fell out of 14. I had them at 10. I just think – I don't know why I that's thought not, that. That's not a hot take. And that's though. not a hot take. I just don't know why I thought that the CFP would do that. Well, I mean, because they shouldn't have fallen on spots. But then Washington at 10, I still think that, like, that's a that should have been a thing because Clemson, I thought, would just be gone. But all right, I, I can, I'll take two off. I'll take two off. You went eight and two. That's, <clears throat> that's very good. That's very good. But I think this is a great time to have a special guest in here because this is how we close off the midweek episodes. Not the clown moment, not yet, but the what-if situation. There's not really many what-if situations that can happen at this point, but if TCU loses, do they still get in? If USC loses, does Ohio State get in over them? I think Georgia and Michigan are pretty set in stone. Yep, I But moving. the one what-if is if TCU – the first question will be if TCU loses, do they still get in? That's a great question. Um, Honestly, I don't know. I think – 
or I, I know Georgia and Michigan are in, no matter what. TCU. They're playing in the top 10 team now, but this is a team they've already beat also. Yeah. Wait, who, who's TCU playing again? Kansas State. Kansas State. <clears throat> Kansas State. I think if TCU loses, I don't know. I, f- I feel like TCU still might get in if they lose. I, I'm not sure number six. I'm not sure number six is uh going to be able to get in. I don't think Bama will be able to get in. I think Ohio State might be able to get in. Now, this is just your what if. Right. We're saying that USC wins in this situation. So, yes. it's just t- TCU is the only team in the top four that loses. So, basically, just focus on if TCU loses, are they in? Yes or no. Okay. If TCU loses? Yes. And USC wins? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I think so. I, th- I think they stay in. All right. I think you have to put TCU in no matter what. And I've been saying this for the past couple weeks because TCU has more ranked wins than any team in the top 25. TCU is one of the three teams to make it to the end of the season, I mean, before the championship, obviously, being undefeated, okay? If you have three teams that are undefeated at this point, how do you, even if they lose, how do you kick them out? to a team that's already lost, okay? And it's not like it's not like TCU's playing some bad team. Kansas State also has a really strong schedule, and they have beaten really good ball clubs. They shut out a really good Oklahoma State team at the time before they had injuries and lost a bunch of people. So I don't care who wins, who loses. TCU has to be in the top four for me because if you look at the criteria that they go by, TCU outweighs Ohio State on every single bullet point. If you leave TCU out, you're punishing them for playing in their championship game because all of the teams below them didn't make it. So you're basically saying you're taking a risk by playing in your championship game. You might as well be better off losing a regular season game and not playing. That's that's pretty much what you're saying to TCU. Like if if they were to lose to, let's say, Kansas State the first time and and didn't make their championship game, you're like, you're better off doing that than you are playing your championship game. And Kansas State was ranked 13 when they lost to them. So it's not like – I mean, sorry, when they beat them. So it's not like they're they barely scraped by some some bad team. I mean, Jesus, how do you you cannot tell me that Ohio State goes in over TCU with one loss? Like Ohio State is barely scraping by teams in a couple games, and even though the score might show it, they are just not playing college football playoff football, and they haven't in the past five weeks, and that's why they went at home and got absolutely clobbered by Michigan. I think that, you know, since if USC is number four, they're one loss to the number 11 Utah Utes. So if TCU would lose to the number 10 Kansas State, then what's the reason that they shouldn't be in there, especially if it's in a championship game rather than just regular season? That's not, that's my reason of why I think TCU should still be, even if it's four, should still deserve a playoff spot. Now, I do want to say this is another, before JC, JC, before you give your input, this is another kind of what if scenario. If TCU wins, but USC loses, I think the committee puts Ohio State over them. And I do not agree with it whatsoever. But the committee will put Ohio State over USC if USC loses this Saturday. That was my next what-if scenario I was going to send around the table. But um, I'll give my input. I think TCU's in regardless at this point. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sold on TCU yet. Maybe as a fan, maybe I'm not. I'm wrong for that. But as far as like them barely scraping by at the end of the year. I think regardless of who they play, if they're three or four, 
but the one and two team will take care of business easily against the TCU form. I may be wrong. Zeke thinks I'm wrong. I can tell it on his face. But I just I think either one of those teams, Georgia or Michigan, take care of business pretty easy. Yeah. So what about this what if situation? So if TCU and USC loses, does TCU drop to four? And we see a Michigan Ohio State rematch. No, TCU stays at three if both of them lose. Man, y'all read my mind. I was gonna send the what if situation that Zeke said, and then that one. So go back to what Zeke says. TCU wins, but USC loses. TCU's in, of course. Does Ohio State get in over USC? Everybody in, wins in the in top three. In the eyes of yes. the CFP, not your eyes. In oh, the eyes of the CFP. No doubt. I, I think they're, they're gonna put Ohio State because they're just looking at losses. Like, oh, you have two, you have one. Ohio State go in there and lose. Yeah, and they're going to look at Ohio State, too, and they're going to say, hey, you beat Notre Dame first game of the year when Notre Dame was ranked number five. Who cares if Notre Dame jumps out of the top 25 after this week? They're going to look at it and say, you beat Notre Dame. They're going to look for any sliver of hope to give Ohio State credit because they know if they put Ohio State on TV, that they're going to get a bunch of viewers. They're going to put teams on TV that's going to get the most viewers. Okay, now, obviously, if USC and TCU win, then they just gonna have to go through with it because then you just be punishing them, like, like you said, for playing the championship. But if one of those teams loses, I, I think, I mean, if, especially if USC loses, I think they put Ohio State in there because they're going to get them TV ratings. Georgia-Ohio State game, yeah, they want to see it. Um, I think when Ohio State, when it comes to them, no, I think they their only loss, even if they, they've had a weak schedule, we know that. They have not played – Great teams, but their loss to Michigan. So I think if both of them lose, or yeah, USC, their USC loses, USC loses. Then I mean, I'd rather have them in over Alabama with two losses. I think it comes down if if USC is the team to lose, it's either them or Ohio State. Everybody, oh, everybody below them is out. Oh yeah, but I just think that Alabama is not playing in their uh, conference championship. They're not playing Georgia. It's LSU. They lost to LSU. They lose to Tennessee. Almost lose to Ole Miss. I just think that Ohio State has one loss to a team that's gonna that's our, number two right now. I think that's more credible than two losses of Alabama. I just but did they get in over USC? If USC if USC, if USC loses, then yes. And I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it, but that's what they're going to do. I There's going to be some decision made. I mean, like on Sunday morning, I'm talking about like at 12 a.m. Them guys are going to be in there. Like, what do we do? Because as Zeke said, the TV ratings go up with Ohio State play. Because to say you're an Ohio State Buckeye and you're playing the dogs, like everybody talked that's about a, that. Everybody talked about that matchup being the national championship at the beginning of the year. That's a matchup that folks been wanting to see the past three years, and they ain't have they've not got to see it yet. So that's what they want to see. But back to the point about USC and Ohio State, they're going to look at the number of losses, and they're literally just going to sit down and look at Ohio State and say, "You lost to Michigan when Michigan is the number three team in the country, who's also undefeated." Blah blah blah, and they're going to throw Ohio State in there. But where they're not going to look at, I feel like, is they're not going to look at that USC has played two top 20 ball clubs in the past two weeks, one being on the road to a tough UCLA team who we've seen put up numbers against anybody they play. And I feel like USC, and as much as I don't want to say it, USC deserves that spot more than Ohio State because they have shown me more this they have shown more this season than Ohio State has. If you go to USC's schedule and you look at the teams they played who have been ranked and who are ranked now, they beat an Oregon State team who is ranked now. They beat an Arizona State team who has gone and beaten ranked Pac-12 opponents. And then their one loss comes to a Utah team that keeps hanging around that number 10 spot by one point at Utah. 
it's ridiculous if Ohio State gets in over USC, but it'll happen if they lose. I agree because, well, if you think about it, you you pulled up the criteria earlier. First thing is strength of schedule. If they were to put Ohio State over USC after a USC loss, that just violates that first one again. Hold on, though. USC's only loss is to the Utah Utes. Their second loss would be to the Utah Utes. Mm-hmm. I disagree. Yeah, I I don't want to see Ohio State in the playoff because I don't think they're deserving. But I also think that if USC loses to the Utah Utes again, if they lose to the same – okay, let's say they were playing another team like Oregon and lose to Oregon, maybe that's different. But they're losing to the same team twice, and Utah's a three-loss team. Ohio State has to get in over USC because – and I know I just said something about them punishing them for the play in the championship game, but they're playing the same team they've already beat or lost to one time. And it's hard to beat a good team twice. Yeah. And if you're going to let the Utah Utes beat you twice in your biggest game of the year, playoff game, implications on the line, you're in if you win, you're out if you lose, and you let Utah beat you again, man, Ohio State's got to get in. I didn't, I didn't really think about that, to be honest. No, but I just – I cannot, as a, if I was a CFP voter, I cannot justify the way that Ohio State has played the last six weeks, excluding the their one game versus Indiana or whatever a couple weeks ago, you cannot – you just cannot tell me that Ohio State – Ohio State the past couple weeks haven't played any better than Clemson has or LSU. They haven't played better, but they've won. You could yeah. say that about Georgia. Georgia played Strength bad against Missouri. Schedule. Georgia played bad against Kent State, but they won. Clemson, a win is a win. Clemson has a better schedule than Ohio State. Ohio State has the weakest schedule in the top ten. I can agree with that. I, th- I can agree with that. Line it up with anybody. They got the weakest schedule in the top ten. And they, when they played Penn State, they almost lost. They should have lost. What they was, Clemson, what was Clemson's highest ranked game? Wake Forest on the road? Uh, either Wake – no, they, they beat NC State when NC State was ten. Yeah. Still, Ohio State just played the number two, number three team in the country. They, they, beat, they beat Wake and NC State back-to-back. When they both were ranked. And then a couple weeks later, I mean, you've got the argument, but it, it just comes back to the fact that you're going to let the Utah Utes beat you twice. I mean, that's what is that's what's in it for me. The Utah Utes who have the fourth best offense in the country, good but, football but team, still, that, beating good people. That doesn't. If you're a playoff team for real, for real, and this is your biggest game of your your season so far, you win, you're in, you lose, you're out, and you're going to let the same team that just beat you a few weeks ago beat you again. Man, a playoff team for real, for real, ain't going to lose by 22 at home. But a rival game, I mean, I, I know, I know, I know, I agree. Losing at twenty-two by home is home is ridiculous. And but, you're but those teams there, it's 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 different. It, it's different than you could put that game as the Big Ten championship game every year, and it'd come out it'd come out a different nine out of ten times. If you oh. played that game again in, in Michigan's turf, it'd come out different. Maybe maybe Michigan still wins, but it wouldn't be twenty points. But when are we going to start rewarding teams who have a good year and make it to their conference championships? In a Pac-12 conference, who there is, I'm pretty. If I did it right, I think there's eight teams in the Pac-12 that have been ranked at some point this year. I mean, this is what the playoff. This is what championship games are for, though. Why does Why does two Big Ten teams get in over you know one Pac-12 team just because they lost to Utah two times? As I've said, the Pac-12 and especially this Utah team has. I mean, Utah's been ranked as high as number seven this year, and they have not dipped below thirteen. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just I'm I'm justifying for what the playoffs gonna do. I'm I don't agree with Ohio State being in. I'm just 
Oh, and that's just and that's really just if a what if USC loses. Do you really think USC is going to lose to Utah? I don't think so at all. I mean, USC is a great team, and yeah, they did lose, but I mean, it it's going to be a shootout because neither of oh, those yeah. teams play defense. And the question is, I think it's going to come down to who turns the ball over first. Mm, Whoever turns turnover, the ball battle. over first is going to lose the game. Yeah, the simple mistakes will definitely come back to get you. I mean. You got to try to. I know in practice that's been a big thing. Probably a focus is we got to avoid little mistakes in a championship game, a rivalry game, really any game. But especially when it comes to this kind of end of the year, where if you lose, you're probably out. You really need to win to keep those playoff hopes and national championship hopes alive. It's going to come, like he said, it's probably going to come down to those little things like fumbles, making better reads on picks, ball security, all that kind of thing. The spread is three. Wow. Friday night, eight o'clock. We will know, we will know our top four pretty much. Basically. At, Let's say eleven thirty Friday night. But let me say this: You said, "Do I think USC is going to win?" Two weeks ago, the Utah Utes played Arizona and beat them forty-five to twenty. Last week, or, no, I'm sorry. The last I'm looking, I'm looking at them backwards. Four weeks ago, Utah played Arizona and beat them forty-five to twenty. Five weeks ago, USC played Arizona. And beat them forty-five to thirty-seven. At Arizona, there's your, there's your, yeah, there's your common opponent. The, the criteria that the playoff committee says a close matchup, but both teams was won. But still, Utah beat USC one time, and they beat them twice. They've got to be out. That's just my, that's that's me backing up the CFP predict the CFP rankings. I won't back up what the CFP does, and like I said, we know what they're going to do. We know they're going to put Ohio State over USC, but I will not make an excuse for it, and I'll not back it because it's not right. It's it's just not. I mean, man. The last what if scenario of the episode as we close out, both teams lose. TCU loses to Kansas State. USC loses to Utah. What do we think is going to happen? What happens? TCU stays TCU in. Three. Ohio State goes in at four. TCU three. Ohio State four. Why does Ohio State get in, in four? In, in any scenario, if uh, USC loses, Ohio State will probably jump them. And if any scenario TCU loses, I think they'll stay because do, it's Kansas State. Why does Ohio State say four and not jump TCU? No. Why does Ohio State get in this time, but not with USC? I mean, not the not with just USC losing. So you're saying why? So with both of the teams losing, why does Ohio State? I told you if USC loses, Ohio State gets in. Period. That's what the CFP is going to do. That's what we. Or that's what I agree with. I, I'm sorry, not agree with, but that's what I said is going to happen. I think if USC loses, period, Ohio State gets in. But if TCU loses and and USC wins, then TCU just gets in at that four spot. You know, I I think Ohio State's going to get in regardless if USC loses. That's, what I, that's all I'm say. Yeah, but is it wild to think that the committee might put an Ohio State-Michigan rematch? That's not going to happen. Not you don't happen. think so? They didn't do it at Georgia-Alabama a few years ago or when Georgia won the national championship last year. Really? They won't do it. They would want to see a Georgia-Ohio State matchup and then possibly see that rematch for the national championship. Let me tell you why they won't do it. Because Michigan would beat Ohio State again. They would kill them again. Because if they can beat them in at Ohio State, no way. Well, the way Ohio State's been playing, there's no way they adjust and come back and beat Michigan. Sorry, it's not happening. What red? What you got anything? Uh, no, I think I said what I need to say about that. You know, Ohio State definitely like they haven't had a good schedule. They haven't been playing like they deserve this playoff spot. You know, but I think if both the three and fourteen lose, TCU will stay, or TCU will probably. 
Ooh. TCU will not get jumped by Ohio State. Yeah, TCU can't do it. TCU is pretty much. Solid. Uh, yeah, I yeah. see because it's Kansas State one loss in the championship. I think they'll stay at three, and Ohio State will jump because they've only had one loss, even though a bad schedule or a weak schedule to Michigan, who's the two. So I think that'll yeah. be what happens if I'm, they lose. But I think it'll. I think it's pretty much going to stay the same. I'm riding TCU until they fall because they faced adversity that no, and they faced circumstances that no other team. In Division One college football has faced. We're going to ride until the wheels fall off this wagon, baby. We're, we're on it. We are. Because you they ain't going to be riding too much longer because when they face up against Georgia Bulldogs, it's, if that happens. It's going to be nasty. It's going to be rough. Hey, Quentin Johnson for Heisman. They're the hots. <laughs> well, we move right into yeah. our final segment then. Our clown moment of the week. Oh, I have mine. You want to go first? I went to Saturday. Um, you guys know I'm all about that Saturday Down South Instagram account. Checked it right before we started for my um my clown moment. And there's this. This is Ben Stevens tweeted this. He goes, Hugh Freeze by the numbers. He has 21 NCAA violations. He has 27 vacated wins because of these violations. He has one university phones used to call a female escort service, and he has two wins against Nick Saban. And it seems that the last point is all that mattered to Auburn. And I think that's just my clown. I find it really funny about there's he has this whole list of things. But, hey, he beat Nick Saban twice, so let's, let's bring him in and hire him. Yep, yeah. yep. Zeke, go around the table. You want to go next? No, skip me. I'll go next. I'm making off that. The Auburn hire of hiring Hugh Freeze. Freeze in general. Yes, he's winning games at Liberty. Yes, it may turn out and work for him. But the guy had to vacate wins and had to leave the SEC for, like you said on the bullet points, the one call to the female service trying to get recruits. Why? Are you that hungry for a win? Are you that hungry to beat Nick Saban one out of five years? Man. He beat him twice. He, he beat him twice. Give him some credit. Still, my, my, I mean, no. My clown moment also is Georgia Tech thought they were getting the Tulane coach, but huh. it's like they're 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 staying with the guy that's the intern now. So, a few head coaching vacancies are clearing up though. Bring in Dion. Bring in Dion. The only absolutely answer. Y'all, y'all are so dumb. Absolutely that's the craziest. Bo, Bo go listen what to the end of episode ten. I already oh, talked I about it. Bo, Bo agrees with me because it's that's true. the craziest what if probably not scenario. It's not. Yeah. It's not okay. I'm not. Even Anyways, gonna, hold on. We're not going to go on that. We're going to go. That's with, the clown moment. You thinking that Dion can go in and change Georgia Tech? But go ahead, that's his clown moment. My clown, or speaking of Saturday down south, dude, it's the great. My clown moments from yes. there too, by the way. It's a great account. Go give him a yeah, follow. So uh, the current college football playoff race is uh, Georgia at one, Michigan at two, Caleb Williams at four, Beamer Ball at three. Let's go. How about them Cox? Literally the whole FBS at five. We've got Ryan Day versus Michigan at six. That Terrible. is the truest thing I've probably ever heard. Well, and piggybacking off of Ryan Day, my clown moment of the week is him because uh, Ryan Day came in a press conference and he said, quote, unquote, if Ohio State were to – or he said, if we were able to get a shot in the top four for the college football playoff race, we'd be a dangerous team, period. And then a guy comments and said, Kirby is shaking in his boots. <laughs> Oh my Ooh. gosh, you're so scary. You nice. just got beat by 20 at home. You beat Maryland. Whoa. <laughs> those are uh, some good clown moments. Those are pretty we, we had some good ones. Harbaugh yeah. lives in uh, my, or Jason Day's He needs nightmares. to go eat a fish sandwich. <laughs> Under the tree with this fat little group. <laughs> uh, what, is he, what is Ryan Day against John, Jim Harbaugh? He's one, one and three. three. One and three or he's one beat and two? Him. He's one and, or no, he's one and two. One and two. He's been threes, yeah, yeah. He lost the past two years. Well, wah, wah, there's wah, your another clown. <laughs> so with that, I guess that clown that 
clowns. Wait, I, am I allowed to have two clown moments? Go ahead. Go now? ahead. Uh, well, another amazing Instagram page y'all should check out called Freezing Cold Takes. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, it's a great one. How about uh, Florida's QB, Anthony Richardson, for Heisman, just playing, <laughs> says, when we win this one, it will definitely build momentum for us. And what game was he talking about? The Florida, the Florida State? State. <laughs> yeah, you Zero didn't momentum was there. Oh, yeah. Uh, he didn't even win. Well, I mean, there's a clown yeah. on Florida State, too. There's them saying their quarterback had, like, the best game ever. Like, bro, come on. <laughs> Be for real. <laughs> I think that's such a great way to end the episode. Clown moment, good laugh. Um, Bo, thank you for joining us. But we'll go around the table. Any closing statements, Jackson? Uh, go give us a follow on Let's Argue Podcast on Instagram. We appreciate it. We try to get content out the uh, – takes and everything out just for you guys so go give that a follow see go dogs our special guest boat hey just don't be surprised whenever uh beamer ball wins an sec championship next year <laughs> wow oh, Bo, you can leave okay all right I, I was about to say don't be surprised <laughs> hey, i hope when... y'all enjoy Bo's time on the podcast he will not be returning <laughs> i was about to say i was about to back up with that i was going to say Bo. well don't be surprised don't be surprised to have when we have Bo carpenter back but then that came out of your mouth Wow. Nah, no shit. Nah. Come on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You think Jadavian Clowney must still play Come there? <laughs> his soul is still in the team, I swear. Does that? No, no, he's not. No, he's not. Does no. that hit still play in your head? Every, Even though you weren't a fan then? Every, yeah, every day. <laughs> I love going back to YouTube and watching that highlight. Dang, too bad y'all couldn't hit Georgia like that. Hey, that be, that hey, be but y'all can y'all can yell at female athletes that y'all are trying to recognize to get off the field. Though <laughs> y'all can do y'all can y'all can do that pretty well. Hey, that was before that's, Beamer Ball was wrong. That's my clown moment. No, hold on, that's my clown moment. That I take was it like all eight back. Weeks ago. Still, we didn't have this podcast eight weeks ago. That's my clown moment. Hey, South Carolina, they just gonna ride rattlesnakes to the wheels, so the wheels fall off. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, the problem is we were pulling out a trick play, and they were still on the field, and we had this. We were. Uh, like, they were trying to introduce or like recognize them yeah. for winning something, and they wouldn't get off the field. That's how you honor women athletes, right there. You want an example? Would you do? South get them on the field football. for five seconds and then yell at them for getting on the field? Like what? On the field that game. But was there? But 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 what was that experience? What was yeah. that experience like? But was there for about two and a half quarters? <laughs> uh, three. But I'm no, sorry, I, I get, wouldn't have stayed that long. <laughs> I did get a picture with the Georgia cheerleaders though. No, that, that's a win. So South Carolina man lost. That's, that's the, a win that's in my book. That's the only South Carolina thing that won. <laughs> that that's day. the only. <laughs> yeah. Bo at getting least Bo getting a picture with the Georgia cheerleaders is the only thing South Carolina that won. The Cox man lost, but Bo Carpenter won. Coldest pick of all time. <laughs> pick up back where we were. So another good way to round out the episode. My clown. My clown. I keep wanting to say clown. Now. You idiot. Golly, you know what's going to happen? Oh man. He's, he's going to skedaddle out here. <laughs> The last time you were here, I struggled saying that. You did. And you cut it out. And Dude, the funniest thing. No, I didn't cut it out. No, it's still in there. No, you cut it out. It's not in there anymore. I Z, went to go listen Z, to it. It's trouble and saying you cut it out. No, it's and in there. It's in there. It's, it's in yeah. there because I clowned him afterwards. Yeah, it's in there. It's, it's oh, in maybe there. not. Anyway, thank you, HHWR Builders, for the for the new equipment. Um, go dogs, as always. The next time we're recording a podcast, it is Selection Sunday. We're going to put a poll on our Instagram. Should we record that Monday, the day after, or should we record the day of? If we record Monday, we would not have a midweek episode. If we record Sunday, it would be our normal episode. So that will be on our Instagram. Check that out. Like Jackson said, follow us at, at Let's Argue Podcast underscore on Instagram. Putting a lot of content out there. But until Sunday night or Monday night, we're out. Go Cops. Yay!